Last season, we did an episode titled Bobby Fulton and Me, in which I had an inane back and forth with a good buddy of mine. And it was so much fun that I thought I'd invite him back for season two. A quick note about this episode, it was actually recorded back in March of 2018, before either of us knew that Hollywood had planned to release a reboot of the movie Overboard. So keep that in mind when it comes up, you now have context for that portion of the conversation. And there was a whole section about the anticipated, at the time, reboot of Roseanne, which sounded so archaic when I played it back that I just decided to edit it out entirely. So, please enjoy The Return of Bobby Fulton. Fantastic. Nice to have you on. Bobby Fulton, thank you for joining us for season two of Scattered Curiosities. Testing, testing, sibilance. Oh, don't you worry. I can tamper your uh, your S's down a little bit. So uh, first of all, I want to thank you so much for uh, letting me get away with not having to do a whole lot of really in-depth research this week, and I can just mess around with you. I'll have you know that your episode from last season ranks Pretty average with all the other ones. It, uh, none of them seem to be uh, more listened to than the other, which I guess is a good thing because I'm, I'm assuming that means that people are just listening to all of them. So well, we, We're big in Brazil, though. Big in Brazil. We are big in Brazil. Surprisingly, in Tokyo, there's a lot of listeners. Uh, thank you to all our Tokyo friends. Um, we're starting to make a difference in Spain and the Philippines. I think we have like 15, 20 listeners. So <laughs> we are rocking the internet off. You have about the same expansion of Scientology, I think. So there's that. <laughs> but here's the weird thing about it, though, because it, it does seem to be that some of these cities that I wouldn't have thought it would have any interest in the show that are subscribing to it. Not one single person has, has written into the show to either say they like it or hate it or anything like that. But I, I guess I would much rather have them listen and be silent. They're clamoring to be left alone. Which is great, you know. I, podcasts are a very personal experience, and uh, well, know. I'm I'm honored to be part of one of the many average episodes of Scattered Curiosities, and and hopefully this uh, episode will be exceedingly average. And I expect even less. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 it's fine. I wasn't going to say anything drastically important. But the last time that we did this, I had a ton of questions that I never even got to. And I thought that this round, I'm like, oh, I'll just do those questions that I didn't get around to. But instead, I came up with like 90 other ones, like literally. <laughs> Jesus. So in any case, I figured I'd start out a little bit easy with you here. Um, I'm going to give you a sports question. And uh, it is this. Would you rather be an unknown second-string football player in the NFL, or a world-famous badminton star? Oh, I, I think I'd... Well, that's interesting. I think, I, I think I'd be a badminton player. That's what I said, too. What would be your reasoning for it? Well, a couple of things. First off, just on a practical level, I imagine you have a longer career in badminton than you would mm -hmm. uh, in football. It's a pretty brutal sport. Second... 
like, I don't think there's a lot of money to be made in badminton, but like, I bet the best badminton player still makes a pretty good salary. Yeah, that is pretty on par with my answer for this question. And I added that uh, while the NFL probably does pay more, you'd be pumping that money right back into healthcare and co-pays for all of the concussions that you have. Right. Um, I wonder if any um, badminton players have ever been on a box of Wheaties. I would eat it. Well, I mean, I would not eat it because it was there. Um, hold on. Can I, can I just, I just looked up top 10 badminton players salaries. Oh, and well, what would you, what would you expect the richest badminton player to make each year? Okay. The richest badminton player. I'm going to say $250,000. I <laughs> tried 35 million. 35 million. Yeah. And from from America or what well, country? No, from uh, from Malaysia. Uh, they just love shuttlecocks. <laughs> they do. It's 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 written in the in their ancient texts. Uh, he <laughs> yeah, it's here. There's a guy. There's like a Michael Jordan of badminton. It appears. Do, so is it like a league or? I mean, I guess it would have to be a league, right? Yeah. So okay, this is net worth. Thirty-five million dollars. That's not something he's making each year, but still, the fact that he was able to amass thirty-five million dollars worth of uh, Skrilla to play badminton. Yeah, that's insane. I I actually really like playing badminton. It's low impact. I'm good at it. I'm really good at it. Maybe I should um, give up this podcasting thing and go into badminton. I mean, it, I wonder what the cutoff badmintoning age is. Like, Why when not? are you too too old? It's only when your heart's too old. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, only forever. The number eight badminton player makes five uh, is a net worth of five million dollars. So there is definitely a drop off. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, meat at the top. You know, you know, like like football, you would have a bunch of people making twenty five, thirty million dollars a year. Uh, you know, you'd have fifteen people doing that, and you'd have another forty people making. And what would be? Um... A low-end NFL salary, do you think? Well, I think the minimum uh, is somewhere around seven, eight hundred thousand dollars a year. But remember, these this is net worth. This is not salary. So, yes, yes, I understand. Yeah, uh, let's hear minimum NFL salary uh, is oh, it's a year one is four hundred sixty-five thousand. Year two is five hundred forty thousand. Three six fifteen and four six ninety. This feels like really good, like a really good podcast topic. Too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's scatter curiosities. No topic is off the table. So, um, go ahead and give me an any topic question. I, I, I don't know how to ask this. Uh, do your boobs hang low, and and can you tie them in a knot or a bow? Well, I could throw them over my shoulder like a continental soldier. <laughs> But do your boobs but, hang, hang but, low? But, you know, I guess that they would have to hang low in order to swing them up that high. But yeah. they tend to be pretty perky. Okay. So they don't really hang all that low, surprisingly. They more just kind of stick out. But good question. All right. What do you got for me? Besides Jesus, yeah. who who's your favorite character from the Bible? <laughs> character from the Bible. <laughs> uh... 
like Job. You like Job? Yeah. Now, do you like do you like the story of Job, or you like Job himself? Well, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get a real depiction of. I mean, yeah. I think I like Job, but I like the story of Job probably more than Job himself. Yeah, Job really got a crappy deal on that whole but then, thing. But then he, you know, he sticks with it. He rises above everything. Yeah, so, I mean, when the going gets tough, the Job gets going. <laughs> Job gets going. <laughs> totally. There's what, a tease. That's that's the movie trailer uh, for Job the movie. Have they ever made Job the movie? <laughs> no, that seems like a no-brainer. They should do that. Uh, it's your question again. What TV channel doesn't exist but really should? Wait, what TV what? Channel doesn't oh. exist but really should. Like, what do you wish there with this TV? Uh huh. Al, you know, Albert TV. Well, you know, it's interesting you should ask that because I had this exact thought once and it came true twice. There is this app out there. It's called Pluto TV. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. So Pluto TV, and you should check it out. It's a free app. Are they a sponsor? Not yet, but I love Pluto TV for this very reason. I always thought, man, wouldn't it be great if they had Mystery Science Theater channel that was just on 24-7? Yeah. They have it. And then they did one better, and they made a Rift Tracks channel right below it. So 24-7, they are showing episodes of both TV shows, which are you know from the same producer. And it's totally free. The only thing is, is that they just have tons of commercials. But... You know, so does Hulu, and that's something that you have to pay for. But Pluto TV gives it for free, just like old school TV used to be, ironically, on the new media of streaming. So those two things I had actually wished for, and then they came true. So hooray for hooray for wishing. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, it's my turn, it's right? It's your turn, I think, yeah. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. This is a silly one. Would you rather uh, walk around... Every day for the rest of your life, constantly with the smell of poo in your nose? Or would you rather mm-hmm. smell like poo and nobody else, you didn't know it, but everybody else knew it? So would you rather smell like poo or be smelling poo that wasn't really there? I guess, I, other people I, guess I, I guess I would rather smell the poo that's not there. Yeah, I'm the same way because nobody wants to be the stinky kid. Right, and eventually I would just get used to it. Whereas That's I, what I, that, everybody else I'm coming into contact with is their first time smelling me like poop. But I, if I'm the only one smelling poop, at some point this becomes normal. Although I will switch my answer if this podcast ever pays off because, again, nobody will see me if I sm- am here smelling like poop. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> That's the most true thing you've said all day. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to cut all the other stuff and just start it right on that That's question. Smart. That's smart. Hashtag that smart. All right, uh, this this might be a little difficult here, but let's go for it. What movie title best describes your life? Hmm, I want to say Spaceballs. And you should. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, I'm, I want to try not to just pick a movie that I like. You know what I mean? I want to actually see if I can find a title that that works well. Um. Oh, okay. All right. This one's good. It's called Superman. 
Nice. Uh, a close second would be um, Harry and the Hendersons. I can see. I can see how they're related. It makes perfect sense. Uh, what movie would you use to describe your life? I don't know. Maybe founder of McDonald's. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Too bad you didn't franchise any McDonald's's. Is. <laughs> um, why don't you give me another question? A uh, hundred kittens or three baby sloths. To eat? <laughs> yes, I did. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't narrow it down. So I suppose it's a little disturbing. <laughs> or is a pet? Uh, is pets? Wait, what was the first? How many kittens was it? A hundred kittens. A hundred kittens or three sloths? Yeah. Uh, three sloths. Three sloths. No matter. Yeah. No matter what the answer is, I don't think I could. I don't think I could swallow a hundred kittens. <laughs> You know, I, 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 although although I imagine it would be get easier with each kitten cooking them, but the first first dozen or so, I imagine, would break my heart. You think you have a dozen kitten threshold before it starts to become mundane? <laughs> About that, yeah, <laughs> maybe a baker's dozen. <laughs> At least it's because. But, but like, I, I have two cats, and just cleaning up after them is disgusting enough. So even if we weren't talking about eating and we were talking about uh, having to uh, take care of, uh, you know, the three sloths would be better. Although I'm not really sure what sloths eat. Um, they eat vegetation. They don't eat bugs or anything either? Mm, I don't know. Are they strictly vegetarian? I don't know. Nah. Well, I, 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 I mean, I, I was just saying I think they eat that. I don't know what else they Eat or don't eat. All right, we will. Uh, we will fact check that. It'll be in the show notes. What <laughs> sloths eat? But so, so a follow up question is: How many sloths would there need to be before it overcame a hundred kittens? Oh, oh, that that is that is good. Let's see. Hmm. And I'm just thinking about the size of kittens here. I mean, I would I say mean, fifty sloths would would freak me the f out. Yeah, I would say that fifty is probably a pretty good number. Yeah, I mean, if I were surrounded by 50 sloths, that'd be t I mean, I would want it to be at least enough that I could, like, fight them all off or something. Yeah. Yeah, let's say, uh, yeah, 50 sloths equals 100 kittens. That sounds like math. <laughs> it is math. It is math. Oh, okay, all right. So, so here, here's, here's a good question. What is your favorite cartoon character? This is super easy, Albert. Uh, Ralph. From The Simpsons? <laughs> yes, Ralph from The Simpsons. Pourquoi? <laughs> it's just so, I don't know, because it's just so beautiful. It's just so beautifully simple, and he's just I, he just cracks me up, like, more than any other cartoon character. Uh, just the amount of mileage you get per square inch of Ralph, I think, is as strong as any other. Do you have a particular favorite Ralph line? Uh, Ralphism? Uh, I love I'm helping. I'm helping. <laughs> yes. Have, have you seen the Facebook meme that was going around? Like, one of the times we were all putting, like, France on our, France, France's flag on our profiles? No. Okay. So there's a one, I'll just send you this. There's one with a French flag over Ralph's uh, face, and the and the uh, the meme says, "I'm helping." Oh, very <laughs> it's good. Like, it's, it's hysterical. You know, I'll, I'll... it's a great it's a great commentary on the Facebook uh, social uh, uh, warrior. 
Um, I have a couple particular favorites. My all-time favorite of Ralph's is um, my cat's breast smells like cat food. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he he's a great character. I mean, I know it's probably not really the right answer to the question, but I mean, I I love Sir Ralph. I love the episode where Lisa um, thinks that she's getting stupider, and Ralph's like, "I can't believe I used to date you." <laughs> <laughs> I choose, choose, choose you to be my Valentine. Yes, there you go. Oh man, I hope that I can air all those. I hope I don't get sued by the Simpsons. I think that they would be fine. I mean, I at this point, know. it's not like I'm. They, they have so many episodes. Now. I promise you, Matt Groening, I am not making any money off of this podcast. Promises. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. If, if anything, it's costing me money. Uh, you know what's interesting is that I I had an answer to this question forever to my favorite cartoon character. Because I, I, I love cartoons. I grew up watching, you know, I lived for Saturday morning cartoons. But right. anytime I've ever thought about it, and I think you know this, I, I used to work in a Warner Brothers studio store, a couple of them actually. I worked at the one. Yes. <laughs> but uh, The ill-fated Ill Warner Brothers stores. Yes, yeah. but um, that job was a really good fit for me because my favorite cartoon character growing up was Bugs Bunny. And, you know, it wasn't just Bugs Bunny, but I think it was just Looney Tunes on the whole because, you know, they used all that music with the underscoring and they were just a lot grittier than the Disney cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Bugs Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny's got some edge. Bugs Bunny definitely has edge and a lot of confidence. And he's a smart aleck, which I like, you know, think of myself as kind of being. He's, He's a little cocky. Yeah, for sure. And and um, every now and then, Elmer Fudd will get the best of him uh, in the middle of the short. But they have all these like questionnaires online where it'll be like, what cartoon character are you? And I just thought it would be fun to see what the results would be for me. So I took about a dozen of these tests. And right. um, in almost all of them, I came up as Bugs Bunny. Which I thought... What else? Well, you said almost all of them. So what were the other ones? Right. So, okay. So the one, and you're going to love this, uh, you personally, um, Velma from (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Listen, listen to, listen to the breakdown. So listen to the. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, so, um, so Velma from Scooby-Doo and it says, you are a brave lab rat, a strong woman and a kind person. Your family and friends are what matters to you. Everyone around you can rely on you for some caring and responsible way of thinking. But sometimes you blend in and people forget about you, although you don't like being alone. You're quite an introvert, but you manage to meet more people and find your way in society. You don't like much hanging out and getting drunk, even though you like testing your limits. Anyway, you become a mature and down-to-earth thanks to your many own experiences of the world. You go, girl. Bonus, Johnny Bravo is in love with you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Velma from Scooby-Doo. I would wear an orange sweater, though, and um, I frequently lose my glasses. Although I I, I actually just recently got another... My doctor told me that... My uh, prescription hadn't changed, but I was due for a free pair of glasses. So now I have a losable pair. Look at you, grown up. 
Uh, you're getting a Johnny Bravo lunch pail for Christmas this year. I would love a Johnny Bravo lunch pail. Yeah, why not? All right. Well, uh, good, your let turn. Me ask, let me ask you something. All right. If you owned like a big like yacht-sized boat, what would you name it? Well, and I know that I'm sure that you know this. Uh, all sea craft must be have a female name. Although I guess it doesn't have to in our uh, in our free society now. I guess I could name it Hank if I wanted to. Right, no one's going to judge. But you I wouldn't. Take, you can take Hank into the other bathroom if you want to. It'd be totally fine. Hank the Tanker. Um, yeah. No, I I would not name my yacht Hank. I don't think. Hmm, that's interesting. I I never really thought about that. Uh, I I would probably want to name it after somebody poor. <laughs> somebody poor <laughs> anybody poor does anyone who's poor no I guess it would have to be someone poor that at least people would be like oh ha 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 like fa- famous poor well but like honey boo boo <laughs> yeah but she's richer than I so yeah but maybe but they probably they may have blown through it all who knows yeah but like uh, you don't think that there's... Resi- I guess there's probably not residuals from reality TV. There's no such thing as residuals anymore from that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what I would actually do is I, I would I would pick whatever Goldie Hawn's character's name is in Overboard. That's, <laughs> that's the name of my yacht. That's, that's a brilliant name. <laughs> it's a great name. We're going to... Let's find... Well, you know what? We got computers here. Let's... Let's find out. Computers. Oh, tell uh, you got your computer handy, right? Can you tell me? Yeah. Tell me right now. I'm dying to know okay. what the name of my yacht is. All right, so it's, it's Goldie Hawn and over and uh, overboard. Overboard, like yeah, I guess type in char- Goldie Hawn's character. I got, it. I got, it. I got, it. I got it. Alboard. Got it. I know how to do stuff, Alboard. <laughs> it's a 1987 classic. Classic. Starring Kurt Goldie Russell. Hawn. Yeah. Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. It's a Gary Marshall movie. Not a surprise. No, like I've rarely heard things less surprising than that. Um, <laughs> I mean, if see. it's a comedy in 1987, it very well might be a Gary Marshall movie. Right, exactly. Why would she have two names? Okay, she has two names because, so she's this rich lady on a yeah. yacht with her, you know, kind of not loving husband. And she, she, for all intents and purposes, goes overboard, gets amnesia. Kurt Russell finds her, and oh, right. and like he's got okay. these, and he's you know alone with his boys, and you know they kind of con her into, you you know you're my wife and you love us and you take care of us. <laughs> so that's why she has two names. So great, this is this is even better because so I have a choice. Which one? Yeah, which one do you want? The I'm not going to give the name to you. I think you should choose this based on the storyline you want to tell. Oh, so like do a, I want the poor yeah. the poor name or the rich name? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to switch my answer from before and go with the rich name. Interesting. All right, the name you passed up was Annie. Good. Which 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 is kind of funny because Annie was like an orphaned child and she was poor too. Right. And she and then she got, turned rich also. Right. She also got her gun. <laughs> she she did. Uh Joanna. All right. I'll, so your your yacht's name is Joanna. <laughs> My wife is going to be so mad. You named, your, <laughs> you named our yacht Joanna. 
Well, in fairness, or to my credit, I don't actually know her. I'm just stalking her movie character from afar. I'm going to go with Annie then, just so we have matching overboard yachts. Says the man that can't even remember the classic film. <laughs> I that one I know I've only seen bits and pieces of, but I can I have very visual memories of it, but I don't know the whole plot because like I caught it like I caught it in the Kurt Russell moments. My favorite Kurt Russell movie was Big Trouble in Little China. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, uh, no, I have not seen that. I've one. seen that one a dozen times. That was a great one. Kim Cattrall, I believe, is the Cattrall actually Cattrall, but that's okay. Sorry, C- Cattrall. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kim. Sorry, Kinney. Kimbo. Yeah, Miss uh, uh, Sex in the City, right? That's correct. She was also yeah. in the first, yeah, in the first Police Academy movie. She was like... Wasn't she in Porky's? Am I making Ooh, that, that I don't remember. I mean, she could very well have been, but... Uh, Kim she... Control. I'm going to pull up Kim Control's uh, bio here. Her IMDb. Wow, that's official. Yeah, if it's on IMDb, it's true. By the way, Overboard is was nominated for three awards. Really? Like costuming? Uh, boating? <laughs> boating. <laughs> the boating Oscar that year? And sadly enough, it didn't even win. But it was nominated. It's like getting it's sort of like getting nominated for a Tony for like an original musical. There just aren't that many. So like, you know, if you had a boat in your movie, you were gonna get nominated that year. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Young Artist Awards nominee, Best Young Actor in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Fantasy, and also nominated for Best Family Motion Picture Comedy. Wow. And also, uh, also American Comedy Awards USA nominee uh, for Funniest Actress in a Motion Picture, Leading Role, Miss Goldie Hawn. Joanna. <laughs> Annie. <laughs> Joanny. Joanny. Jo- bo- no, that's what it is. I'm going to combine her names. It'll be Joanny. The yacht. Oh, then I have to change my name because <laughs> I, I went with Annie. Oh, what were the last names, by the way? What were her last names, did they say? Uh, I did not. But let's see. I probably can pull it from. She would have been Joanna Slayton. Okay. And Annie Prophet. I hate both of those last names. Yeah, they're terrible. Last names don't go on boats, though. No, they don't. I've never seen that. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a question. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, so here, here's one. While we're still talking about entertainment, if you could erase from your brain mm-hmm. having seen some movie or TV series so that you could watch it completely fresh and new without it knowing you know, how any of it goes or how it ends. What would you want to rewatch with fresh, unknowing virgin eyes? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad? That's a good, yeah, that's that a good choice. Such a, I mean, there's so many shows, right? I mean, you can sit here all So time. many shows. I think that it's even harder to choose a show than it would be a movie because... We're like in some crazy, like golden age of television right now like there's so much good stuff out now and then there of course have always been good stuff but like the television format has really t- actually ironically taken off as, as television has been uh, dismantled oh my god <laughs> you know? totally i couldn't agree more like i like i am so ready to drop spectrum cable you hear that spectrum i know that you provide my internet 
and you and you and you know they're listening. Oh, I, I'm sure they're listening. I mean, my record numbers reflect corporate listenitude. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but, is a technical term. No, but like seriously, it, it's like getting out of hand. Like my cable bill is so high, and like just recently, they're like, "We're gonna remove Comedy Central from the basic package." So. If you want to get it, you have to now move up to this tier. It no longer is part of basic cable here anymore. And this is happening with like all these different channels. And I'm like, for you know, and Netflix is coming out with great programs. Hulu's coming out with program. You know, Amazon, like all these places. I where- can't believe, I can't believe like I've watched 10 or 15 different series on Netflix and they're all really good. <laughs> like they're all really good. Like they're all well done. I've seen some of their documentaries. Well done. I haven't jumped into their movies yet, but, but, uh, I mean, it's good programming and that's, I only have Netflix. I have Amazon prime more because of the shipping, but I get the other stuff too. And, uh, uh, you know, at some point maybe I'll do sling or YouTube, like a TV channel or something like that. But, um, you know, because YouTube has like a or Directv actually has a thing. It's like thirty five bucks a month, and it's it's all streaming. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you about know, that. And, and like, why wouldn't you just throw that up on your TV? Uh, if it's if you can get an app for the Apple TV, then do it that way. If if there isn't one, then you know you just sh- uh, screen share and and you can watch you know stuff on on TV without having this two hundred dollar cable bill or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a long pause. I guess you were sipping water. I was even genius, water. even geniuses need to drink their water. Even more water because our brains need it. Like they like water. Yes. <laughs> you can check that out in Alvord's <laughs> new new essay. Brains like water. <laughs> water brains by Alvord Einstein. <laughs> All right. I've, oh. It's funny because I've got a question for you. Okay, great. All right. What's what's the worst commercial you've recently seen? Oh, why is it so bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there are so many great. I don't know if you have this out there by you. I'm guessing not. Although in in the commercial they say they're worldwide and nationwide, which would suggest that they would have to be there. Piggyback on a previous conversation, I don't have TV. I only have like Netflix, so I don't have a lot of commercials. Oh, but, oh, okay, then, then, uh, then, yeah. But I don't believe we have that back in the day when I hadn't cut the cord. None of these things sound familiar. So yeah. So give me, give me that one. That oh, one? oh, okay, all right. Then, then never mind. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely nix that, and I'm gonna go with a commercial that I'm pretty sure that you have seen, that hails from our childhood, and not necessarily okay. our childhood. Probably, I would say between. 12 and 17 years old this commercial would have been playing in the greater chicagoland area Bird, know what it is. the birdman insurance commercials yes, i've got something for you Boom. <laughs> <laughs> those two chicks like, oh, like, Eagle Man. oh look at those low prices and like the fringed hair and the bangs that they have and the shoulder pads everybody everybody listening at home type in eagle man insurance commercial it's on youtube you can see it it's you know not long it's hilarious it's this giant eagle 
Well, it's this man that's in an eagle costume, like a mascot eagle costume, and he basically lays an egg on their wrecked car. It's it's fantastic. Eagle Man. Free Eagle egg. Man. It must be Eagle Man. Eagle Man would love to be a proud sponsor of Scatter Curiosities. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, I got a question you got? for you. Yeah. All right, all right. If you had to choose one of these countries to live in for the next 10 years, yeah. would, you, would you choose China or Russia? Go. China or Russia? Yep, those of are your course. choices. Are you sure? I mean, I didn't want to give you an easy question. Would you rather live in the Bahamas or Jamaica? I guess, uh, I guess China. I, I chose China. China. I I also chose China, but do you have any reasoning behind it? Yeah, a little bit more of a free market economy. Um, actually, I mean, it's an interesting mix, right? Because it's communist, but it's also a free market. So, uh, so at least it has some things that I'm into. Uh, I think they're a little more, a little more straightforward with their crookedness. <laughs> no, I don't know. But yeah. I, I, I also chose China mostly because I figured that my money would go a little further there. Hmm. I don't know if that would be true or not because the Chinese economy is actually pretty strong. I mean, it would probably go further. It, well, I don't know. I actually don't know. What, let's see what the uh, the currency ch- exchange is right now. Do, uh, dollar to to yen. Or to yon. Uh, is it, is it the yon? Or, or the yen, or the yen. Yeah, the Chinese yen. Um, all right. So, yeah, so $1 gets you 6.3 6. Uh, Chinese dollars. So, and let's see, but to the ruple. Dollar to ruple. The $1 gets you 57 Russian ruple. So. So, financially... So, from a pure currency exchange perspective, now I don't know what the inflation rates are. Maybe the maybe a loaf of bread costs three times what it costs here. You know, in the equivalents, uh, in the equivalent amount of money. And if that's the case, then that doesn't matter because that can happen too. You can go to a country and it's fifty-seven rubles to a dollar, but if everything that costs a dollar uh, in the states costs one hundred and fifty rubles, then uh, it doesn't matter that you're getting more because you're actually getting less value. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, but my guess would just be the Chinese economy would be a better one to like, you know, do things in. And the Russian people, you know, the Russian government. I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because like Russia has this moment where we think it's going to become this democracy and then it's just Putin. It's basically Stalin again. Well, in China, yeah, I mean, China now can their their president can just have indefinite terms. So, yeah, you know, he's dictator, and basically Putin is too because he won the next last election by seventy six percent or something like you know he that's not by accident. And so, uh, it's interesting, but it's, to me, it's an interesting uh, thing about sort of cultural differences, like the Russian culture just gravitates towards this sort of a leader clearly because even when it gets pulled apart it goes right back to right back to where it was uh once it was freed you know like it's it's an interesting i don't know what that means i don't know why that would even be but it seems too coincidental to me that they would just go right back to basically pre-bolshevik or during the bolshevik revolution sort of 
communist dictatorship because it's, I mean, I, it might be a little more free, but still the same guy keeps winning every single time. And, uh, and he's running it like, um, you know, with red scare and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that's how a lot of governments have been running themselves forever. The only difference that I see between Republicans and Democrats these days is the color of their neckties. Oh, yeah. No, we all have our own cultural things. Actually, I think we're kind of in a moment. I had this thought the other day. I think we're in a moment where we're all the, like, the cartoon versions of our country and our leadership. Like, like Putin is like the like super Russian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Xi in China is, you know, continuing a long tradition of dictatorships in China. And, and I don't know much about them, but that, that kind of, at least the... Ex- Anyways, there's definitely a Chinese thread there to, to their history. We have Trump, which is like the free market cartoon of the U.S. You know, uh, it's like the cowboy kind of all the craziness that, that would, would come with that. And is there anything more Canadian than Justin Trudeau? <laughs> you know, I once, uh, the last time I was in Amsterdam, um, yeah. somebody, one of our waitresses said, oh, you're Canadian, right? And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, no. I thought it was such a nice, I thought it was such, she was being, you know, like, like, oh, you're just so friendly. And you know, you're not like yeah, a rude yeah. ignoramus. It's like, Merkha. And don't get me wrong, I, you know, I'm proud to be an American, but, you know, uh, American American sometimes can be perceived, you know, not so classy in certain parts of Europe, for sure. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Polish is gone. Yeah, no, I, listen, I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm a proud American. We're not all perfect, but, uh, you know, the world is better because we're here. I can say that pretty confident or very confidently. Except for Native Americans. Okay, well. <laughs> they're, they're arguably worse off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll leave that one. <laughs> All right, you got to get see that one. But in no, any no, no, but no, the, by and large, every society has destroyed and made bad decisions. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, no, no, no. We're not, we didn't invent that. No, no we didn't invent that. We perfected I, Yeah, you can pick up, <laughs> we, we did so efficiently. Um, no, anyways, so that's uh, the answer Yes. That question, okay. Great. Was that your question or my question? That was, was that it? was my question. So we that was oh. that was China or Russia, and we we we, we it solved was. it. I, we both we both slightly lean China. Also, I'll I'll add to that just to put a button on it. I feel you know while both would be exotic to me, I feel like China would be so exotic it would like really just kind of change my view on on exoticism. Yeah. I mean, I've had Chinese food in Chinatown, and that's pretty exotic. Yeah, although I understand that it's a much different Chinese food in China, which makes sense, right? But Oh, yeah. You can eat speak. anything there. <laughs> right. Including the Chinese. And ask me another question while I scramble for somebody else. Um, can somebody that's already run for president and, and served two terms, can they go on to then be somebody else's vice president ever hmm because i always thought that that'd be an interesting i mean i don't know that anybody would ever do it right it'd be what you would never want a former president as your vice president because that would just be total powers yeah maybe but i want to know if there is an actual legal loophole where you could do that i don't know that would be interesting uh 
question to find out the answer to, because you can see it being a loophole that's uh, closed off because vice president has a chance of being president, and that would therefore... Right, but what I'm saying is, like, when they when they made the law that, okay, the vice president automatically becomes president, I wonder if they thought ahead. Now we're going to have to look this up. Yeah, can the president become, become vice president? Can the president go back in time and become a vice president? <laughs> time traveling vice president. <laughs> the new show on Showtime. And moreover, like, why wouldn't they, you know, maybe want to go back and be a governor somewhere? After being president, you know, you never see. Uh, that I'm, kind of sh- I'm sure they can still be governor if they wanted to. I mean, after being president, you just don't want to do anything. And, and I don't care if I agree. With oh, you, 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 you is that what happened you, when you were president? You didn't want to do anything. Maybe you do. <laughs> I mean, not, you don't want to go back into being. I mean, being governor feels like small potatoes at that point. You run the whole country. You'd be yeah, frustrated like, at how limited you are. Yeah, I guess so, but. I don't know. I guess I just wish that it was kind of like the good old days, you know, when, um, you know, Andrew Johnson became a senator after he was president and William Howard Taft became chief justice of the Supreme Court after he was president. You just never see that stuff anymore. I don't know. That's, that's how I would feel. No. So if Biden runs, so there's an article here. So if Biden runs and announces Obama as his VP, is that possible? And the answer seems to be pretty straightforward. The 12th Amendment to the Constitution states that no person constitutionally ineligible to the office of president shall be eligible to that of vice president of the United States. So therefore, no. Uh, Okay. However, it seems straightforward, but it is less straightforward than it appears. So that's like next sentence in the next paragraph. Okay. So So let's, Michael Dorff. He's a professor of constitutional law at Cornell University, and in 2000, he argued that an Al Gore-Bill Clinton ticket would withstand legal scrutiny, and when we spoke by phone on Thursday, that's the royal we, uh, he said that he stood by that argument. The rough outline of his argument is the 22nd Amendment doesn't say you can't be president for more than two terms. It says you can't be elected president twice. Oh. If a Biden-Obama ticket won, which we'll get to, and tragedy were to befall Joe Biden, Barack Obama could become president according to the letter of the law, which we'll also uh, get to. Okay, so we're going to talk about that too. Since he wasn't elected to the position, as such, Obama is not constitutionally ineligible to serve as president. Ah, uh, because of the language of the law. Right. Well, that's one guy's interpretation. I have a hard time believing that that would. Well, okay, I think it would be at least a fifty-fifty that that would actually that that argument would actually uh, stand because there's. Assuming that it ever got past the stage of being the fevered notion of a madman in a bar, right? (laughs) Right, 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 exactly. Um, But part of me thinks that, you know, there are certain times politically where that, you know, that that might actually win uh, an election over, you know, people would be so turned on, you know, by a popular president. I always find Grover Cleveland to be so fascinating because he was president non-consecutively. Yeah, that is interesting. You're right. This one I thought was actually interesting. Is there a way, like, if you have to go to court and they, you know, bring you up and they say, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Can can you say no? Can you, like, be like, no, I don't <laughs> promise that. I don't promise. I mean, I'm not going to lead with the, 
lives, but I may have to go there. Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I don't know what would happen. I guess I'd have to refuse your testimony, and that if there were any consequences to you not testifying when... Does that uh, make you ask. like a hostile witness? A, uh... I don't know if it makes you hostile. It's just if you had some obligation to the court to show up as a witness and you refuse to tell the truth, the whole truth, the whole truth, then if there was any penalty to that, you would take, face that consequence. Uh, and additionally, if you were like called as like a, a witness for the defendant and you uh, said you didn't want to testify, or you said, I'm not going to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing the truth, they just wouldn't take your testimony and you would just be a deficit to their, to their case. How about that? I, not knowing the actual ruling, I would assume it'd be something along those lines. All right. I accept that. I accept your right. answer. If you got something better, just let me know. I, I have nothing better. Which is why it's your turn. Do you have a question for me from your list? Would you be willing to eat a bowl of crickets for $40,000? Does it specify whether they're living or dead? It does not. And can I flavor them however I want? Or is it just a it bowl? Does, there seems, seems to be no restrictions on flavoring. Well, okay. Then, absolutely... I absolutely would. And the way that I would eat them is uh, first I would like chill them mm-hmm. in, in like the freezer to make them like, you know, nice and crunchy. And right. then I would cover them with uh, magic shell. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, the ice cream topping that just yeah. boom. 40,000. Totally. Dude, most of the world lives on bugs and there's a lot of protein there. I mean, like if you can just get past the fact that they're bugs. What's your low, what's your lowest price? Oh man, I I go as low as probably ten grand. Ten grand. Do you have a price on that? Would you? Would you, would you would, I'm sorry. Five, five tax free. Tax free, eh? Well, that'll <laughs> go good with all my various yearly donations. Yeah. I spoke. Okay, you know what? This is here. This is you're gonna love this answer. I would say that yes, but I would want a disclosure uh, form signed saying that. Nobody else knows about this. <laughs> I do it, but it's not public knowledge that I did it for five thousand so, dollars. But I would so do 10, it. Ten grand, you would do it publicly. Five grand is your private number. That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's an embarrassment to not going five figures on that. Okay. Here's here's a question for you. Do one armed women pay half price? To get their nails done. Um, so you're going to get your nails done, which is normally ten nails, but they only have one arm. Do they, should they pay full price? Well, I would imagine that's a salon by salon sort of deal because I would imagine most salons don't have a uh, like a book price for people with just one hand. <laughs> I don't think that's common enough for them to uh, to go there, but. I would hope they would go half price. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why would you not go half price? What are you, a dick? Or or they'll be like, you know what? We can't go half price, but here's what we'll do. We'll do your one arm and one of your feet to match. <laughs> <laughs> I could understand going 60% because there's setup stuff and there's you know time and time. But it, but it takes up. half the time. It takes half the time because there's five and less it probably takes six. It probably takes 60% of the time. You still got to do all the same 
prep work and you you know and also the cleanup and all that. So maybe fifty five percent of the time. All right, I'm going to ask you a deeply personal question related to this. Uh, um, have you ever have you ever gotten a manicure or a pedicure before, or both? I I've gotten both, and I get manicures uh, pretty much monthly at this point. Well, how about you, Sir Fancy yes. Pens? I I have yeah. gotten it done. Um, I have done it a couple of times, but not not often. But um, I would say that I enjoy the the pedicure more than the manicure. I just like the way it makes my hands look. Like I, there's nothing worse going in. You got something on your hand. So. Well, you're, you're kind of a businessman, so you want to have that kind of hand you want to shake. Right. Exactly. You got to trust that hand. Here's a question: Given the choice. Would you rather have to wear seven seven colors every single day within your outfit or just one solid color? <laughs> I like that question. Um, can I get six colors instead of seven? Seven colors. I can't get down to six. <laughs> no, no, there's no negotiating on this. Just give me, give me six. Because it, it has to be extreme or none. I mean, now seven well, six colors. Still, that's six a lot of colors. But here's the thing. You could certainly have a tie on that has three colors, you know, and then if you have like brown shoes, let's say that's another color. Tie are tacks. Shades of, are these shades of colors or specific colors? I guess I guess they would have to be shades of color because a shade of color is a specific color. So, I mean, I guess you could have like a mint, an aquamarine and a uh, <laughs> and a, a uh, turquoise. Yes. <laughs> or a forest green. For screen, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you sure I can't have six? Just, just if I get six, I'll go there. Sure, fine. You can have six. Is are you choosing colors? You'll I'm do, choosing, I'm choosing colors. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I actually chose the opposite, I chose the monochromatic, I chose the the one color. And my reasoning for this is, is because have you ever seen those like awesome? like sweatsuits that uh like you know rappers from the 80s would wear. Yeah, of course. I would just get a ton of those. <laughs> that would be pretty fly. Ton of those like oh, because they even have them they have the shoes that go right with them, the hat. Boom. I just get like seven seven uniforms that are all the same color. That would be pretty badass. I I I didn't give you that, but I'm just going to take care of it with my I'm going to wear pocket square every day. Well, you see, and th that's the thing. I mean, you really could, you really could achieve the colors. You could wear two different socks because nobody ever sees your socks anyway, and you could be quirky. People are like, "Oh, look how fun he is! He wears two different socks sometimes." Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think I'm in on the colors, but I like your your plan. You're definitely doing it right. <laughs> so, so there's that. I'm gonna do it in style for sure. And plus, right. you know, I don't want to have to think about it all the time. I don't want to match clothes. Ugh. Oh, hey, getting back to China. You're familiar with fortune cookies, right? Yes. All right. So what is the time length in which if a fortune, like how long does a fortune have before it expires? Oh, fortune is forever. Like, but if it says you will soon meet a mysterious stranger or something like that, that's forever or well, like, until, until is that a week? Is that a week you. from then? Is that, you know, how for however long the food will stay fresh in your refrigerator before you throw <laughs> it away? I, I've never thought of there being a direct line between the freshness of the food and the efficacy of your fortune. But 
Uh, I would say until you meet a stranger. But forever from then, like even when well, it says you, you will meet. soon meet or like, you know, uh, a part of me just wonders like, you know, for it to be like, wow, my fortune said this. Like, how soon does the thing have to happen? Fortunes don't work on our time, Alboard. They work on fortune time. That could be forever. It could be. I changed my answer. I'm moving to Russia instead. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, my favorite part of that whole supposition was the fact that we might actually finally live in separate countries. <laughs> so close geographically, yet so very far away. Okay, so what per- famous person do people tell you that you most resemble? Which famous person? Which famous person? Or like just any person from ever? I well, guess, I guess in, if you person. guess if you're in history, then you would be famous too. But Right, so I, everybody who tells you you look like Alexander Hamilton, you could include that. All right. Nobody, not one Nobody? person has ever really? told me I look like Alexander Hamilton um, now or like, you know, how he really was or how he's generally portrayed in the Smash Broadway musical. When I was in high school, I used to sport some pretty flashy sideburns and uh, people at the time told me I got a cross between looking like Luke Perry or Jason Priestley from 90210. That definitely was the thing. And like, I even had a friend, I'll never forget, like, he would come up to me and he'd be like, <laughs> and he would like put his arm around me and do the little fake punch, the little Ian Zierling fake punch in my face. And that wasn't, that wasn't terrible to be compared to, especially at the time. So I, I rode with that. I mean, even now, Jason Priestley is a good looking dude. And so is. So is uh, Sir Luke Perry. <laughs> if they like compared you to Urkel, that would be a problem. Right, exactly. And you know, I would be confused on a many levels by, <laughs> by <that>. what exactly <laughs> it was that made me look like Urkel. Maybe the glasses. Maybe my flood pants. Maybe <laughs> my. Like... Maybe how I am constantly saying, "Did I do that?" <laughs> exactly. It kind of influences the look. I, this is probably a good time for me to tell you something I've always thought, never said that is I think you look like a cross between Urkel and Alexander Hamilton. Did you watch the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight last year? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Well, uh, the day after that fight, um, you've seen me with my red beard, very Irish. It just for two or three days, everywhere I was going, people were like, oh my God, it's Conor McGregor. Like people were like, seriously thought, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not cut like that or anything, but you know, it was, it was still a little bit cold. So if I'm wearing a jacket and you can't tell, you know, the muscles underneath facially from a distance, eh, I was getting a lot of that actually. Yeah, I could totally see that. Absolutely. So for like three or four days, it was cool. It would have been even cooler had he won that fight. Yeah, it would have been cooler, but you know, then people weren't asking you for all that money because they knew you lost. All they wouldn't money. dare because they know I'd fight them. Well, that too. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. I mean, he was actually winning, I think, for a second. No, he was winning for a good portion of it, but Mayweather did the old classic veteran move and kind of let him wear himself down. It was a good fight. And, you know, I never have really gotten into boxing like that. You know, I've never been a pay-per-view, get-the-big-fight guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, either. It's not, it's not usually... Uh, I, did play, I did like playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, though, on Nintendo growing up. Yeah, I, I messed up some glass, man. 
Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I was in Saratoga at the horse races and a buddy was renting a house by the track and they had, the, they, they bought the fight. So that was cool. It was a, it was a cool way to watch it. Like you kind of horse racing and boxing kind of have a, a connection, you know, they're both, uh, both old time American sports that had, had a, quite a bit of the market share at one point and, both have a gambling aspect to them and purses and all that. So, so it's kind of like the same kind of people like boxing, like horse racing. So it was kind of a cool environment to watch it in. And I, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy the fight, even though I, yeah, like you said, I barely ever buy a fight or really watch a fight. So, so, I mean, so that it worked, right? Cause guys like you and I who have never watched that fight were able to watch it. The beautiful dance of two people punching each other. <laughs> all right. It's your turn. If you had to be trapped in a TV show for a month, which would you choose? Hmm. TV show for a month. Uh, Alf. Especially if I could be one of the people that knew about Alf that promised that they wouldn't say anything. Although, man, that would be hard to do. But, uh, but, but I would love to be living in a world where not only do aliens exist, but it, we know that they do because there's one, there's one living next door. Yeah. Yeah, I except that I guess Alf seemed like a seemed like a good guy. I mean, you, you don't know what you weren't seeing when, you know, when the cameras were off. Well, I mean, as far as I know, the only, you know, thing that they that the family he lived with really didn't like about Alf is that he ate cats. Like that was they that's what they did on Melmac, his home planet, they ate cats. So that was kind of his We never questioned how Crazy it is to think that his planet, Melnak, everyone looked just like him and not us, but they had exact replica of cats. And it supports the theory that aliens helped the Egyptians build the pyramids, and those aliens were cats from Melnak. And that's why Egyptians worship cats. You see where I'm going with this? I totally do. And that is... I would like to live in Alf. Not live in Alf. I don't want to be in the costume that was Alf. No, you want to be in the show Alf. Um, Yes. I'm going to choose, oh, the one with the big train when I was a kid. I wanted that one. Silver Spoon. Oh, my God. Yeah, Silver Spoons. Totally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Ricky Stratton. Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. No, no, but his character's name was Ricky Stratton. Jesus. Yeah. Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Oh man, I'm, I am a sucker for a good TV show sitcom theme song. I love yeah, those you, things. You've got a great recall for that. Oh, totally. Uh, speaking of songs, what song or artist do you like but rarely admit to liking? Keep in mind that I told you that I'm Velma, so I open my soul to you. So be honest. Because I got a good answer for this one. I don't, I don't want people to know. It's not even so much that you don't want people to know, but you wouldn't just like be like, you know who I think is great, guys. Right. But the artist that I would choose would be Selena Gomez. Oh, you know, that's a really good choice. She's actually really good. She has that, that song, that same old love song. I'm sure you've heard that before, which is super catchy. So way to go, Selena Gomez. Uh, I would say 
Although this, he's gone from like guilty pleasure to like legitimately good, so it doesn't really count anymore. But I think Justin Timberlake is badass. But like at one point, that would have been a an admission of a guilty pleasure. Uh, no strings attached. I lived with a guy uh, in a sh- for a show I was doing who was all into in sync and kept trying to convince me that No Strings Attached was the be- one of the best albums ever written. <laughs> I held strong and disagreed. Let's just say this. It wasn't the worst album ever made. No, it's actually, I mean, for the genre, it probably, it could be considered the best boy, ba- boy band album ever made. I would I- have to remind you of a little group called The New Kids on the Block. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. I just had this conversation with somebody about the new kids on the block and and that it would it's very telling which one was your favorite but i had a hard time coming up with a favorite because if you had to choose there you go there's your question if you had to choose one of the new kids on the block is your favorite which one would it be well there was danny there was donnie there was joe there was john and there was jordan so hmm, yes, yes let's see was john kind of the paul <laughs> was john kind of the paul um Boy, you know that that's an e- that's an even more interesting question. If you had to take New Kids on the Block and recast them as the Beatles, one of them being um, P- uh, Pete Best. That's that's tough because I honestly well, I don't the, I don't the, here here's the thing here's the thing I don't know as much about them personally. I seem to remember in my head that Jordan was the leader, and so Jordan would either be. John Lennon or Paul McCartney would be because it then becomes, well, who is really the leader of the Beatles? Because just based on the many interviews, that I've right, heard, well, I, I know that Paul McCartney seems to have taken the lead. So Paul McCartney is Jordan. So, so, it makes Jor- Joe, so Jordan. Joe, so, then, so Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here we go. We're going to recast the whole thing. So you've got three and three that are buying for the top, for the top. And that is you've got Joe, you've got Jordan, and you've got Donnie, right? Yes. Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg. Okay, so those are, in some order, John, Paul, and George. And I'm going to... such a bastardization, but I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say that Jordan is Paul, that Joe is John, John and, and that Donnie is George. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so now we have that sorted out. So now we have Danny and John <laughs> left over. And I'm sorry, but I, I think, you know what? Actually, Danny is Ringo and John is Pete Best. <laughs> I, ex- I accept these casting decisions and we are making this movie now. It's the called new, A Soft Day's Night. It's called New Beatles on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go. That's uh, that's about as good as this podcast is ever going to get. Oh my god! Oh oh, uh, here, here's a good question for you. This here's a yeah. thinker for you. All yeah. right. So so would you rather wake up every single morning and find a hundred dollar bill in your pocket, like your pants pocket, but have no idea how it got there, or wake up every morning and find a fifty dollar bill in your pocket, but know where it comes from? What was what was my denomination before? So you either find a hundred dollars but have no idea how it got there, or you find fifty dollars but you know where it came from every day. Every day. Every single day. 
so my I just build up with fear of why this hundred dollar bill keeps showing up versus versus knowing confidently that I'm I'm uh, doing something to get this fifty dollars or something is happening. Yes, to get $50. exactly. So, so that's my conflict, right? Is I'm, am I gonna get? Am I willing to give up fifty bucks to know where the source of the income is? Um, uh, I don't know. Do I ever find out? No, no, never. Well, then I'm taking the hundred dollar bill. I also said I'll take the hundred dollar bill. Do you have any reasoning behind it? Yeah, because the only concern I have about getting the hundred dollars from I don't know where is the consequence of of me having been set up or uh, uh, all of a sudden finding out one day that I wasn't supposed to be taking the hundred dollar bill and I didn't get it, or there's some reason like I was getting the hundred dollar bill. There was some consequence to it then. Uh, that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll take the fifty dollar bill because I don't want to have that hanging over my head. But if if I go into this with the confidence that there will never be a consequence to my, me not knowing, then I'm I'll take the more money. See, this is why you and I get along so well because my answer is pretty much the same. You don't know if that's tainted money or drug money. You want total deniability. But I'll tell you though that I think that. After the years go by, it would start driving you crazy not knowing and trying to figure it out. But yeah, th- that wouldn't be nearly as bad as the legal consequences, I think, behind you know where this money could be. Yeah, so there's so we're confident that we'll never get caught getting 100 bucks for no reason. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in too. That'd be that'd be great. Um, give me another question. What is, what would be your dream vacation? Like no money is no object. Seven days. Albert and Mrs. Einstone go where? Stay where? Travel how? For for only seven days, huh? Hmm. Because part of me would, I mean, I would love to just like really take two years and seriously like circumvent the globe. Um, but you know, I want to see lots of parts of Africa. I want to see parts of South America. I want to go to Cuba for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll give you ten days, but this is your dream vacation. This is not not your dream trip, not your dream travels. This is your dream vacation. This is going to sound so cheesy and stupid, but the nicest possible place that I could get in Hawaii, just the nicest, like on the beach, as private as possible. I hear glorious things about Hawaii. I've never been there. It is mad expensive. Even just the, you know, kind of nice stuff is mad expensive. But, you know, if I were to go, I would really want to do it upright. But everything about it looks gorgeous. Yeah, I would have something somewhat similar. I, I guess I'd try an island like Fiji. Ooh, that's a good choice. That's a that's a better choice. Definitely more exotic and way out there. Way out there. Just that, like, a little bit more jungle to it. But, like, you can certainly go to a place that you don't feel the negative aspects of that. You just get kind of the cool, uh, uh, just the sort of exoticness of the, of the location without any of the crazy creepy crawlers or anything like that so i'm i'm in for some fiji secluded beach uh per, personal uh service staff deli- all the best food obviously get there first class 
Uh, oh my God, you're my travel agent. I, yeah. You know what? You get forget Hawaii, Fiji. Yeah. It is Fiji. All right. I love their water. It's so delicious and square. I like how it's square. I don't know why. But I do makes... too. Well, you know, honestly, it won't roll around. You know, you drive around a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it won't roll around. Although I, it, I, I it don't imagine it, it. I was gonna say it doesn't conform to the cup holder. So, hmm. Come on, Fiji. Come on, Fiji. How come He's... nobody has a triangular bottle? Is that even possible? Well, I'm sure it's possible. Somebody should do it. I bet you people would buy that. Is it I mean... plausible though? I don't think. Is it something that someone would actually prefer to buy over a regular glass? A well, regular I don't know. Bottle? I don't know if someone would prefer it, but I'm guarantee you it would you know grab people's eyes and I guess some it people... might be kind of easy to hold. Yeah, and the yeah. and and it also has the same advantages of the not rolling around on the floor of your car if it were to fall down. But but even harder to uh, put into the cup holders. You know, we live in such a circular universe that maybe it's right. difficult. What about an octagon? That's kind of the best of both worlds. Like less rolling, but probably fits into a, a circle, uh, a cup holder. Yeah. Yeah. And for those people that have eight fingers, those freaks. <laughs> It's an octopus world we're living in, Albert. It is. It's an oh, you world. know what? You know what? Speaking of driving around and having things roll around in your car, you drive around a lot. I, I used I used to drive a yeah. lot. Um, if you could choose for the rest of your life to only ever hit green lights while you drove, or or never to never to have to stand in a line ever again, which of the two oh. luxuries would you choose? No, no waiting at a light ever. Or no lines ever. Oh my god, those are the two best things I could ever think of. This is like a fantasy world. I mean, oh my god, because you know I'm a little impatient. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I you know my my answer. I mean, like honestly, I even though I live in New York, you know my answer still leans towards uh, the traffic lights. Uh, even oh. though I I personally don't have to sit in it very much, but oh god, I hate sitting in traffic. You know, waiting in line is brutal too, though, uh, especially if you're you know at what, a... uh, You know what? I'm going to have to say waiting in line, and here's my rationale. Okay, you can get rid of the green lights, or I mean, get, make every light green, but traffic's still going to be backed up from time to time. You're not actually getting rid of your problem. You're reducing your problem. Um, because traffic gets backed up on the freeway, and there's no lights at all. So that, that doesn't solve your problem, it just makes it better. But getting rid of lines my entire rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I think that's the winner. I, and believe me, getting green lights, that sounds so amazing. That sounds okay, like all right. Let, 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 let's say that I can modify the question a little bit just because I'm interested if this changes your answer at all. Okay. What, all if right. it, it, what if it was not even just traffic lights, like just for whatever reason from now on when you drive – you will not hit any traffic. Like you will get to go, oh. just go, or no lines. Mm. All right. Still, there's a little bit of a dilemma here, and that is the line. I'll always encounter lines. I, there's a scenario in which I don't drive, or or miraculously they'll just you know like you'll get in a line they'll be like, sir, you don't wait in line here. You have VIP service right here. <laughs> Everyone would hate you so much. Everyone at the McDonald's is like, "What the? Is it President McDonald? I didn't know he was here today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm so rich. I still think. Ooh, was my Uber? Uh, no, no, you're you're traveling, you know, and and those fortunate enough right. to be in a car with you. Oh man, you just kind of. I had like fifty one forty nine favorite <laughs> lines, but now I'm kind of requesting all that. Um, uh, ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with well shoot if that's the case I'm going with uh, with traffic because there would be nothing more pleasurable than getting Ubers around New York City. I agree. Just, just going zoop zoop. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. Tra- traffic is the worst, and you know I, when I do drive in New York, oh, it, it's awful. And on top of that, I'm I'm gonna say something you know that is pro line, which is not very much like me because I do hate sitting standing in lines, but. For certain things that you stand in line for, sometimes the anticipation, depending on what it is that's at the end of that line, is an exhilarating feeling that is I would probably miss. For example, you know that I love roller coasters, and I hate waiting in lines for them, but part of the feeling you get when you see it go by, especially if it's a new one that you haven't been on, and getting that excitement in your stomach because you know a, a, a roller coaster is very fast it's over with really yeah. quick you know yeah. there's there's something to be said about the value of waiting and you know we're already impatient enough god if something doesn't download immediately i'm up in arms about yes. it yes. <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a really good point now there's probably some sweet spot because like two hours to wait for a a, oh a, yeah, a ride really is too much for me. But yes. but have you ever been to a, to to buttress your point? Have you ever been to a theme park and there's no lines and you ride the same ride like three times in a row and then you're like, mm. that was like well, getting, that was like getting too much candy. Yeah, well, but dude, I totally remember riding the demon four times in a row on a junior high school trip. And it was like the greatest time I ever had with my friends back then. But I've also had it your way, too. Plus, sometimes lines are good because you just need to rest your stomach and your brains. But I really hate waiting in lines. I really, really do. All right. All right. Here, I'm going to give you my last question. Okay. Are you afraid of heights? Or are you... Or actually, let's, let's change this up a little bit because that's dumb. What is your, like irrational fear well i'm actually going to answer both of your questions so first of all i, I don't think the first one was a stupid question because it's actually stu- it's just a simplistic question it's a, well but here's the thing i actually have a, a split answer for that because like i am not afraid to go in an airplane i'm not afraid to like jo- jump off a high dive but like at the top of the sears tower i don't like it Going up in the Eiffel Tower, like, I go there every time I go to Paris, but it secretly freaks me out. Like, being at the top of tall buildings, the Empire State Building, too, and, like, on the observation deck, I don't like that. That scares me. But when I'm in an airplane, I'm not scared. If I'm on a ladder, I'm not scared. If I'm on a diving board, I'm not scared. But for whatever reason, up in tall buildings, and, you know, they have this thing... I can't remember what tall building it is, but they built like this plastic slide that goes like outside of the building. So the way that it looks to you, it's clear. It's like you're above, you know, the cityscape outside. Ah, free. I I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, I, I, I don't like heights very much at all. But where I really don't like them for me 
is like where there's a railing and like an atrium, like, uh-huh. a mall, like at a mall, or like do those hotels that have the center kind of car. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, the big old holiday inns. Oh, or things. yeah, that yeah. freaks me out. And, <laughs> and I have this, like, this is okay. Welcome to the crazy side of Bobby, Bobby's brain. But I have this, like, fear that I'm going to throw myself off of it. And I have no idea why, because I would never in a million years throw myself off of it. But it would be more like I'd trip and fall, and my cell phone would fly in my pocket. I'd go to grab the cell phone, and it would be over the ledge, and I'd fall uh-huh. over and die. Or, or you're just like maybe you're simply leaning on it, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like oh, yeah. you'll never catch me leaning on one of those things. I would walk across, I would, I'd cross, I'd walk across the wall on those <laughs> things. That's, that's me at the, on top of the uh, Eiffel Tower. Like, you know, yeah. we'll post for the picture that we do. I secretly suck it up and then, um, but, but, uh, but, but, so the second question was the fear thing. So I have, I don't know why I've always thought like ever since I was a kid of, I've, I've thought that I'm convinced the way I'm dying is I somehow slip, fall in the shower, my head like bashes in on the side <laughs> and like, you know, everyone's respectful. They're not going to go in. But after like the third hour of my shower, they'll be like, huh, he's been in there a while. And all then right. find me and then find me like all raisiny and, you know, wrinkled because I, <laughs> <laughs> for three hours of being in the shower, I think you're, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. All right, well, I'm sorry you have that fear. That's a... no, it's awful because uh, because I love taking a shower. But you know what? Sometimes the things we love the most are the things that are most likely to kill us. Yeah, yeah, I love showers, and yet they will be my undoing. All right, all right. So so let's let's wrap it up here. I got one last question for you. Is there something in life that you thought by now? Uh, in your 40s, you would have outgrown, but you actually have not outgrown and you still are like a kid with? Hmm. If you'd asked me this question about a year and a half ago, two years, I would have said that I still play PlayStation like for sports games. But I haven't, uh, since I moved to my new place, I haven't even opened it. I'm looking at the box right now. So that, that, that doesn't really apply anymore. Uh, You're so playing that thing later, by the way. Oh my god! Right? Uh, no, I'm just too much of a social butterfly. I don't have time. No, uh, I. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what my answer uh, is. Maybe okay. it'll spark something yeah. with you. Um, yeah. But uh, so, whenever I was a kid, whenever I was a kid, that's a stupid way to say. It. Let me start over. Uh, when I was a kid, Once upon a time. whenever, whenever I was feeling like being a kid, um, when when I was a kid. Um, Whenever the newspaper would come, what I loved doing was like drawing mustaches on people's faces mm-hmm. that were on the newspaper and blacking out their teeth like they were hockey players. Yeah. All right. And I'll be damned if I still don't think that that's hilarious and still do it from time to time when I see magazines. And, you know, here in New York, I see all sorts of graffito tagging on the advertising that's in the subway. And somebody there's that movie that just recently came out the remake of the orient express have you seen this i have not Uh, i'm aware that it was out but you're aware of it okay well everybody in the movie all the men have like those old timey mustaches that like are curly and so the poster everyone has them except of course for the women and somebody somebody graffito tagged mustaches on all the women and blacked out everybody's teeth you know checkered wise (laughs) and not only did i laugh my head off when i saw it 
Um, I took a picture of it. I have it on my phone. It was like one of my trips. I thought it was so funny, and it's just so childish and stupid, but 40 years in, you know, the most juvenile thing. And and that doesn't, you know, that's not hurting anybody. That's not putting a penis on someone's forehead or... Right. It's, it's not that mean. No, it's ridiculous to say it's mean. That's yeah, I mean, I, I even think that Michelle Pfeiffer would laugh if she saw the picture of her with a mustache. Oh, ha, 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 I'm so beautiful. I, I would sure hope she would because you'd think she'd have a sense of humor about her own hotness. I would hope that she's confident enough. Um, we, we get it, Michelle. You're a pretty lady. You're so hot. Okay, great. Even with a mustache for some reason. Right, and blacked out of teeth. And, and, and broken teeth. Yeah, even though that's pushing it a little bit, but okay, we're, we're good. Um. Listen, I'm going to give myself a uh, statute of limitations on this, and there's, I'm sure I'll break the PS4 out at some point. So we're going to go with we're going to go with the PS4. Very good. Well, right. I'm glad to I'm glad to know that um, I could you know reinstill a bad habit in you. Thank I've always you. been called an enabler. I don't know if I told you this in high school. I was voted most persuasive. I was proud of that at the time, but like now that I think about it, it doesn't sound like a good thing. I don't believe you. I know I've told you this story. Our listeners haven't heard it, though. This is a true story, by the way. Okay. But in college, I was taking a speech class. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day during the class, the professor came in. She brought a $20 bill, and she put a little you know, push pin in it and stuck it above the board. And she said, okay, if anybody in the class can convince the rest of the class that they deserve this $20, they can have it. So... We're getting into the persuasive speech section of this class to kind of give you the idea of how you be persuasive. So I had the brilliant idea to stand up and say, if you give me that $20, I'll do the most disgusting thing you could think of. Okay. Ha 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 ha. At the end of the day, I end up getting the $20. Awesome. So fast forward to the end of the semester Mm -hmm. and we all have to give like a speech and we're doing these speeches for the like last two weeks of class because that's our final. Sometimes your speech is like 30 minutes long. So our final is really the last two weeks of school. And on what is scheduled to be like the test taking day, the last day of class, you know, we were going to have the last like two speeches and then we were going to have a pizza party. Awesome. So go all the way to the end of the semester and the last speeches have been done and there's about 20 minutes left before the end of the semester and who shall remain nameless. This wonderful classmate of mine, female says, Hey, he never did the disgusting thing. He promised he was going to do. And I was like, Oh, Newman. (laughs) Right. Of course she was right. The class was all in agreement. No, he did not do the disgusting thing. We have 20 minutes left of him. What are we going to have him do? Well, they decided that all of the garlic butter that came with our pizza for a whole class was to be drank by me. Oh, my God. So they line up these garlic butters. You know, some of them are more liquidy than others. Some of them have started to, like, you know, (laughs) cool over, I guess you could say. So, you know, I, a man of my word, uh, I said, okay, well, I, you know, I wish I had $20. I could just give back to you guys. But, um, so I took the first one up and, you know, I, I slammed it like a shot and it was, it was bad. 
It was bad. Uh, so bad that the second one I didn't shoot, like I brought up slowly to my lips and started to get a look on my face that was worrisome to my classmates because after the second one, I was starting to get a little green. And I said to them, just so you guys know, if I puke, I'm going to make it a point to try to puke on as many of you as I can. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good strategy. I like that. Well, because in my mind, that is the most disgusting thing I can think of is <laughs> being puked on or puking on somebody. So really quick after that, um, I wasn't looking as good. And they're like, stop, just stop. It was enough to see me suffer through three of those things. But was nice. oh, man, that was that was that was a rough one. <laughs> well, that's a that's a lovely way to wrap up a, co- a podcast. It is. Uh, just so you know, folks, I mean, you know, if you're going to get yourself, if you're going to volunteer to be persuasive, you better be persuasive enough to get yourself out of stuff. And promising to puke on people will persuade them to do many things that they might not have otherwise considered. In so many ways, it's the American way. <laughs> America, we drink our garlic butter and puke on the world. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, Bobby, I, I appreciate you uh, joining me once again for a little bit of silly talk. It's always nice to do that, especially when looking through history stuff. I'm always, you know, encountering war and strife and these horrible things. It's nice to uh, loosen it up and just, uh, you know, have, have conversation about stuff that nobody talks about. Right. The things that people should be talking about. We really solved some of the important world issues here, and yes, like that, like like world peace and poverty. Yeah, yeah, we 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 got rid of those. They're done. It's over. Don't worry, everyone. You're welcome, guys. We don't <laughs> even need we don't even need awards for it because you know what? Your well being is all that matters to us. You know, you know, the award for me is just that I was able to give back to my fellow man. I'm happy that because people heard it on my show, I will get all the credit for it. Right, exactly. And I'll they'll be like, and there was this other guy. But I'm totally fine with that because I, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing but it they won't the know because I'm actually going to edit you out and then I'm going to really sound like a crazy person. All right. Well, <laughs> well good. I still at least had something to do with that. And I just, all I care about is giving back to the kids. Good, because the, the, every dollar that we make at Scatter Curiosity, yeah. we donate. To the kids? To, to those kids. <laughs> to, to the kids. <laughs> to, to those meddling kids. Sponsored by the kids. <laughs> and there you have it. My apologies for those of you that do not like the interview format of the show. I promise to only do one of these per season, if that. On the bright side, because I didn't really have to prepare much for this episode or do any heavy editing, I am kind of caught up on some things, and not only do I have some great curiosities for the second half of the season, you can now get daily curiosities by following us on Twitter at Albert Einstein. If you'd like to help us keep the curiosities coming, please rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform. 
And don't forget to visit scatteredcuriosities.com for exclusive free downloads and to donate to the show.